Guys, it's Bangin' Angry. We are the Multi Michiganders. And by uh, judging by the sound of that uh, annoying ass whistle when you're listening to it back, <laughs> this is the newest episode of and, Outlaws. And the intro before you heard our voice. <laughs> the intro doesn't do anything like that. People knew they were listening to the fucking Outlaws and Gunslingers from no. the intro of the fucking podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, guys. But Outlaws, Gunslingers, <laughs> all about <laughs> Sam Bass. Ooh. Which I've heard this name before, but I haven't heard of what he did. Apparently what he did, he was a... Horse racer turned train robber who was in two different gangs, the Black mm. Hill Bandits from 1876 to 77, and really? the Bass Gang of Texas from 77 to 78. Huh, so two years of fucking mayhem, huh? Born in Mitchell, Indiana, and orphaned before his 13th birthday, Sam was raised by his uncle. He ended up in Texas working for Sheriff Everhart of Denton County. Everhart! When he was still a young man. Well, during this time, he came in possession of a racehorse and would race it on Saturdays, actually making some money off the damn thing. Sheriff noticed, he said... Boy, all that horse racing getting in getting in the way of you doing this job. You better get rid of it or you're fired. Mm. He said, well, fuck you, I quit. He said, fuck that, make more money doing this shit than fucking doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, oh, Samuel traveled to San Antonio in the spring of 87, I mean, uh, 1877, where he was hired as a cattleman for Joel Collins. Hey, uh, hey! look at you. You actually added it. Uh, Collins was planning to drive a herd north to Deadwood, South Dakota. He's like, Uh-oh. I heard this town in Deadwood, South Dakota. It's like Uh-oh. fucking nuts, man. Fucking nuts. You got people fucking Shoot. chopping people's fingers off and fucking... <laughs> Shooting people in the back of the head for playing a game of cards. Feeding people to fucking pigs and shit. <laughs> oh, check it out. After about six months of travel, they reached Deadwood and sold the herd, and, and uh, Bass got his money. He was like, fuck it. Give me my money. He's like, there you go. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, Collins bought the cattle on credit and still owed money to the seller, but he but being that they were in Deadwood, he ended up gambling it all the way on a drunken night. He's like, I know I'm supposed to do this, but <laughs> this is fucking Deadwood. Elsewhere, Engine's like, fuck it, man. <laughs> He's like, you're right, Al. Uh, sober Trixie. Up, uh, yeah, Trixie. Show this man a good time. Uh, sobering up the next morning, he realized what the fuck oh, just that happened. He had to find a way to get his money that he owed. He was like, fuck, I gambled it all the way. How am I going to get this damn money? Shit. Where's the horse? Can it raise no horses? Like, this in town or something? Like, fucking from saloon to saloon? Well, this isn't Bass. This is Collins, the guy he went up there with. Oh, yeah, that's right, Collins. Duh. The horse, uh, the horse got fucking, uh... Old and couldn't race no more, so that's mm. why he went to. Uh... Ah, so Collins fucking was like, "Dude, I gotta, I gotta, whoa, there's, we gotta get this done." 
got to get my money back. So he rounded up some cowboys, his cowboys, not some, his. <laughs> he was like, I need some cowboys. I need my cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, I got cowboys. <laughs> Along with Bass, and and uh, they were like, dude, will you come with me, man? <laughs> you got all those guys over there. Well, they're not like you, man. You 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 know horses. <laughs> but they also, uh, all the other guys came, too. <laughs> <laughs> they all came. The Cowboys, Bass, and Collins robbed a bunch of fucking stagecoaches. Like, we're just going to get every stagecoach we come up to and see what we got. This will start Sam's career as a strim- criminal. As a criminal. Smooth criminal. Smooth Bass and the gang travel to Ogallala, <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> the show. Yeah, the show. Yeah, they're fucking it up again. Just, just made a, Criminal mind. What other? They do. They make that in the movie. What else has criminal in it? Nothing. I don't think so. <laughs> criminal. Yeah, I don't think so. Nope. Any titles that I can think of? Well, Bass and the Gang traveled to Ogallala, Nebraska. Eminem song. Because I'm a criminal. <laughs> I'm a criminal. Because I'm a criminal. <laughs> you know, after they made me and keep me and keep moving, I don't take shit for no one. Because I'm a criminal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, they went to a fucking Ogallala, Nebraska in the fall of 1877. While there, Collins was planning the biggest train robbery in the country up until Ooh. that point. Collins, Bass, along with Jack Davis, Jim Barry, Bill Heffridge, Ooh. and Tom Nixon oh, got sure. their weapons ready, put some masks on, and robbed that motherfucking Union Pacific train Pacific train at Big Springs about a mile out of Agawala. Well, they went to the express car and ordered the messenger to open the safe. The like, good old, messenger, open that safe! And the messenger said, it's time lock! It's time oh, lock! Oh, the good old, old time lock. And Connell's like, I, like I never heard that one before. <laughs> well, one of the outlaws must have Is heard it, it because uh, they beat the shit out of him with the butt of his gun and said he'd oh. kill him if he didn't open it. Did he open it? Well, Bass, being the nice guy that he is, told the other outlaw to chill the fuck out. He believes, man, about the time lock, man. Really? It's true. I've seen it. It's true. <laughs> didn't you hear about the Daltons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, they thought they were going to leave the train empty-handed. They were like, man, this is bullshit. All this for nothing. Uh, one of the guys noticed three boxes next to the safe. They're like, oh, shit, yeah. look at this. Uh, this whole time, there's three boxes sitting next to this whole safe. There's three boxes right there. So they took a coal pick and busted the lock. Once the box was open, they realized they struck gold. Literally. Each one of the boxes was filled with about $20,000 in gold coins. Oh, my God. Damn, fuck that safe. What if they got to open the safe and it was like a ring from one of the passengers or something? It's, yeah. <laughs> you got a safe on board? We it, sure do. It's like somebody's birth certificate. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is worth, This is priceless. <laughs> Damn. So the motherfuckers, them, them motherfuckers got $60,000 in gold coins. They went to the passenger's car and robbed them, too. They're like, we need more! 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 <laughs> Netting about $1,300 more. Not gold Ten coins, grand. though. Probably cash. Right. You had, to, uh, you had to trade those gold coins yep. in to spend them. So. Yeah, so it probably devalued it a little bit. Then they stashed their own loot and went back to us. They're like, fuck it, we'll stash the gold. <laughs> we got 1300 bucks. That's what? Let's go probably like 10 grand. Yeah, that's okay. Let's go drinking, boys. Let's go. They went back to Ogallala and <laughs> chilled in town for a few days while the law tried to hunt down whoever was responsible. <laughs> They're like, I know, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that's you know, guys. 
I tell you what, Sheriff, there's some bad people in the world. <laughs> well, I'm just glad we got people like you. The gang actually shopped at the local general store a lot, uh, where they met a man who used to be a messenger for the Union Pacific. Collins told him that the gang was willing to hunt down the robbers if the pay was good enough. Oh, no. The man soon realized <laughs> Collins and the gang were actually the ones responsible. Oh, how did he realize? But didn't tell anyone. He just watched them. Oh, shit. Well, after Collins told him that they were headed back to Texas, he waited about a day after they were gone got on a horse, and tracked him down. He eventually caught up with him and waited until night to sneak up on him to get info. First night, he didn't get shit because they just fell asleep. I mean, they were tight. Yeah, they're like, fuck this. Oh, the next night, they were like, boys, we're going to start a fire. They built a fire, and they started talking about the robbery. Oh, no. Mm -mm -mm. Them stupid bastards laid out the gold and decided it would be best for them to go their separate ways. Oh, that's right. They're like, hey, man. I think we they would have got away with it too if it wasn't for that that, right. that shop keep. They're like, we're gonna have to just, let's just fucking separate the shit. Let's, let's fucking get out. Collins and Hefferidge would go to San Antonio, Bass and Davis to Denton, and Barry and Nixon to Barry's home in Mexico, Missouri. I had no idea there was Mexico, Missouri. <laughs> Neither did I. After the man, after the man heard all of that, he immediately jumped on his horse and he raced back to Agarala. And once there, he informed the law, and the law was like, what? <laughs> Those guys, those nice gentlemen, are all today. They're like, yeah, Sheriff, that was them. They're like, oh, shit. They bought a lot of stuff from my store. Damn, are you sure? Yep. <laughs> where are they at it? And he was like, there's where they went. All right. So the fucking, uh, well, the sheriff. Also told them their descriptions. All right, and told them their descriptions, what they look like and all that. And, and uh, the sheriff and his deputies and all willing men spread the word across Kansas, Nebraska, the Indian Territory, and Texas. In the description sent to the Texas Rangers, Bass was described as a 25 to 26 year old, five foot seven, black haired, brown eyes, brown mustachio. He had a brown mustache. He had a brown mustache. Large white teeth. A brown mustache with the, uh, the, the rabbit teeth. He looked like, uh, look like a man. He, he looked like a man. And he shows, what shows them talking has very little to say. What? <laughs> Large white teeth, and he shows them when talking. Well, everybody shows their teeth when talking. Yeah, not really, though. You idiot! Yeah, he has large white teeth, and he shows them while he was talking. And he has very little to say. So how do you know that? Well, because the, the little he did have to say, they saw his teeth. He was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, tink, and tinkles. <laughs> a couple of days later, uh, Collins and Heffridge came to a small town called Buffalo Station in Ooh, Kansas. I like that name. They went to the general store, bought a few things, and an agent noticed the men riding in and was already looking out for the train ride. Oh, shit, already? He went into the general store and engaged Collins in conversation. Mm. Well, Collins pulled out a handkerchief and exposed a letter with his name on it. The agent then asked if he had drove cattle up in the spring. Collins admitted that he had and eventually admitted that his name was Collins. Well, nearby, there was a 10-man troop of the U.S. Army oh, who were also on the lookout for the robbers. The two outlaws got on their horses and left. The agent immediately ran over and said, There goes two of them Union Pacific train robbers! Damn. Damn. Well, the fucking troops were like, Oh, shit! <laughs> they fucking hurried up and jumped on the horses and fucking went after them. When they caught up to them, they read them their descriptions. And, uh... Said, this sounds like you, boy. <laughs> yeah, they, they said they would have to come back to camp to be identified. Like what, really, man? We, I mean, we just left, and we always made it back all <laughs> this way. Oh, God, and Colin said, "Hell no, <laughs> fuck that." Uh, they were just cattlemen on their way back home to Texas, man. No one had to bother with us. We're just, we're just some old cattlemen on our way back to Texas, just trying man. to make a little bit of money. Yep, we're just passing through. 
Nevertheless, they turned and went back with the troops. They're like, fuck it. Well, if you insist. Collins we got nothing to hide. Right? Collins and Hefford started whispering to each other. After about 200 yards, they pulled their pistols and attempted a standoff with them. They're like, fuck it. The troops weren't having any of this bullshit. <laughs> they shot and killed both them motherfuckers. Whoa! Whoa! They killed them, sons of bitches? <laughs> yeah, they did. Fucking Collins, you idiot! And Heffridge, I don't know who you are. You should never follow Collins. <laughs> wow. After, after them idiots were killed, the troops examined their bags and, and in a pair of overalls, they found 20 thousand dollars in gold coins mm. these idiots well meanwhile at the same time barry arrived there's a there's a, like the daltons you fucking morons dalton brothers they're idiots yeah, well motherfuckers got murdered they knew it the daltons did yeah they knew it we're probably gonna die yeah you are because you're dumb it was like three of them got killed at one time? all of them basically isn't that like any military speech you just, no, no most of you aren't gonna make it out of it right so it's true you gotta do what you gotta do i guess right well, meanwhile, while this is happening, Barry arrived to his hometown of Mexico, Missouri. <laughs> he deposited a large sum in the bank and exchanged 3,000 gold coins for currency. Nice. He told the bank teller that he had sold a mine in the Black Hills. Well, four days later, the sheriff heard about it and told the teller to show him the gold coins. Oh, no. He saw the gold coins and he said, these are those $20 pieces that uh, were stolen from the Pacific Union. Union Pacific. Oh, no. And he knew that Barry was one of the robbers once he saw them. Sheriff and a posse went to Barry's house that night and found he wasn't home. They searched the house, saw it was well-provisioned, and had a bunch of newly bought clothing. This oh, motherfucker went on a shopping spree. Idiot, you don't do that. <laughs> Have you ever seen Goodfellas? <laughs> uh, yeah, you dumbass. <laughs> then they heard a noise outside the woods, and when the sheriff went outside, he saw Barry sitting on a pallet. Well, Barry didn't notice him until the sheriff came up and uh, went to go run away, but it was shot in the knee, shattering it. Oh, no. Well, they took him inside, he got medical care, but he died a few days later. They recovered most of his $10,000. But Nixon, meanwhile, who was supposed to be with him, apparently abandoned him somewhere on the light, on the way. And he was he never, never found. ever found. He was a smart one. Because I'm taking my ten grand. I'm gone. Out. There's a little poster for his reward. $1,000 reward. He got ten grand. He can offer somebody else $2,000 and leave him alone. Exactly. $1,000, that's it. I'm, I'm double it. $1,000 was still fucking like nine grand, man. Double it. Leave me alone, bitch. Let me allow, or I can just kill you and take all of it. <laughs> that too. Well, Bass and David sold their horses and bought a wagon with a pair of work horses. They hid their gold in the bottom of the wagon and traveled through Kansas in, in the Indian Territory. Bass claims that on their way to Denton, they camped 100 yards away from a cavalry unit. I don't know about 100 yards. It's pretty close, especially a fire going. They're going to see that, right? Well, I'll read the next line. <laughs> Uh, the pair visited the camp and chatted with the soldiers <laughs> until bedtime. All right, well, there's that. There's that. Sweet. The soldiers said they were looking for some train robbers and that two of them have been killed in Kansas. Oh, no, Bass is like... I was like, no. Stupid Collins. Stupid uh, son of a bitch. Bass and Davis were on the edge after this, and when they arrived in Denton, uh, they hid in the woods until Bass could talk to a couple of his friends. They were like, dude, just check this out. I got some people here. Calm the fuck down. You sit here for a minute, and I'm going to talk to some motherfuckers, and we will know if we're safe, right? And I was like, are you sure? I'm like, man, I grew up here. It's Denton. Denton. This Bass Town. <laughs> well, he found out that all their descriptions were in the hands of the law, <laughs> and that Collins and Heffords and Barry had been killed. Damn, this motherfucker is, man. Lay it all on him right there. By now, every lawman in Texas was on a lookout for them. Davis wanted Bass to go south go to South America with him, but Bass refuses. I ain't going all the way to him. South America? Fuck Holy you. shit. That's like fucking, what, five months? It's probably more than that. Probably, well, they could probably board a boat, I would assume. 
Probably good. Put it down to a couple weeks. Bass later said that he received a letter from Davis telling him to go to New Orleans. Well, before that, Davis went alone and was never captured for his crimes. Oh, yeah, before that, Davis went alone <laughs> and was never captured for his crimes. See, Bass was, should have just went with him. Davis like, dude, I'm telling you, we can get the fuck out of here. He's like, well, we're going to dude. Texas is my home. I'm telling you, the other guy did. I love my guns. <laughs> the other guy did. <laughs> what was the other guy? Which one? The one that left? Oh, uh, Nixon. Yeah, he's he's gone. Nixon's gone. Davis like I'm gone too. Davis and Nixon. They went to Nolans and and started hide buying businesses. Started to hide. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> they went to Nolans and started a hide buying business. No, that's not what happened. That's what it says, <laughs> Davis. If you start at the beginning of the sentence, says Bass. Uh, later said that he received a letter from Davis telling him to go to Nolans and start a hide. Oh. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I got some advice for you, bud. <laughs> Why don't you go to New Orleans and start a hide buying business? <laughs> well, it was with Davis, obviously. Well, it didn't say that either. I didn't know. Jeez. Jeez. I know everything had to be word for word. Well, Bass's notoriety <laughs> attracted many men seeking to get rich just like he had done. Henry Underwood, Pipes Herndon, Herndon William Collins, who was the cousin of Joel Collins, and oh. a few other men joined Bass and Elm's Bottom. Uh-oh. Um, Bass was now the leader of his very own gang. Damn, he loved that, man. Of course he did. Pat Bass started to plan his next robbery. He's like, I'm the leader. I can plan now. He's like, time to rob. And the first one in Texas at Eagle Ford train station on the Texas Pacific Railroad, just a few miles out of Dallas. Oh. Well, after that robbery, they robbed a couple other trains, including one at Mesquite Station. They got $3,000 from this one, but the conductor was armed and shot, a, shot and wounded one of the gang members. Mm. Well, Texas was now on alert from the repeated robberies, and General John B. Jones... Came in to overlook the situation. They organized some Texas Rangers, commanded by Captain June Peak. So they're like, "All right, man, fuck this shit. We gotta nip this in the bud. We gotta nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. I not have this on my territory. Mm-mm. We're Texas, damn it. Uh, none of these Rangers were highly trained. Oh, since when Texas Rangers weren't trained? The fuck kind of shit is that? Well, none of these guys were. Well, none of these Texas Rangers were highly trained, so Bass had no trouble eluding them. He's like, these guys ain't even highly trained. Hey, shit. They ain't even highly trained. <laughs> uh, uh, he, 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 he fucking lost them, and he never even left Dallas Denton, or the Tarrant counties. So he was like, I'm just going to go in circles. I'm just going to hang around here. Hang around here. When they go that way, I'm going to go this way. When they go high, I'm going to go low. <laughs> <laughs> they go left, I go right. <laughs> they go up, I go down. With the, with the 30 Rangers and Sheriff's posses after him, he had about 100 men tracking him down. He would go to saloons at night, order it around for all of his men, and then get the fuck out of there. He's like, we want to round and we're out. <laughs> no, we're going round outs. <laughs> round outs. I get a round out. We don't even put our horses out the livery. <laughs> They're outside. <laughs> Chained up next to the jail. <laughs> It caught it caught up to the gang when Captain Peak and his Rangers got into a gunfight with uh, Arkansas Johnson, who was Bass's most trusted guy, and they fucking murdered him. Murdered, murdered him. Murdered. Uh, soon after, Pipes Herndon and Jim Murphy were captured, and this drove Bass out of North Texas. He's like, "Well, time to go south." Yeah. Well, with half his gang gone and no money remaining from the other robberies, Bass had no choice but to try to make it to Mexico. Going to Dallas. General Jones learned of this through some of Bass's supposed friends. Uh, Jones, along with Captain Peak, approached Jim Murphy, who just got fucking arrested, <laughs> was awaiting trial. He just said, Captain Peak approached. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Peak approached. <laughs> Captain Peak approached. <laughs> 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 
Captain Peak <laughs> approached Jim Murphy, who was weighed in trial, and uh, promised him that it would be a free man if he would betray Bass. Oh, no. Murphy refused, though, right? Yeah, he refused and said that. <laughs> Murphy did refuse and said that Bass had helped him and his family out and was a good friend. Well, Jones said, you know, there's a lot of evidence against you, man. You'll probably go to federal prison for the rest of your life and never, ever see your family again. Murphy's like, well, hell, man. Well, now you put it that way. Well, shit, I'll do. I'll do it the first chance I get. And some bitch is right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in the cell with me the whole time. <laughs> He's looking at <major. laughs> uh, They agreed on a plan where Murphy was given bond and then not show up to his hearing in Tyler, Texas a few weeks later. It would then be published all over the county, all over the country, that he skipped town and rejoined Bass in his law-breaking ways. All of which happened exactly that way, and it worked out. And they're like, see, I told you it work. Murphy's like, are you sure this is going to work? They're like, trust us. Murphy did rejoin Bass, though, in Denton and agreed to rob either a train or a bank and get the fuck out of the country. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, you think Bass would be like, dude, you fucking outed me, man. What the fuck? He's like, I had to. Now you want to rob a train. <laughs> well, sure. Well, all you got to do is just keep reading a little bit. He <laughs> uh, wanted to get the fuck out of the country after robbing something. However, some of Sam's friends were suspicious of Murphy's bondsman and wrote Sam a letter saying that Murphy had double-crossed him and to kill him immediately. Put a bullet in his head. As soon as he got the letter, Bask in front of Murphy and reminded him how he gave his family gold. <laughs> I gave your family gave gold, gold, damn it. I gave him gold, and damn said it. it was a low-down, dirty, disgraceful, mean, and ungrateful thing to betray him. How could you do that, dagnammit? He told Murphy he wanted to say anything. Then say it quick. If you got something to say, boy, you better say it quick. Barnes agreed with Bass and told him to kill him right now. He's like, that's right. Kill this son of a bitch. Come on. Come on, Sam. Kill, kill him. him. Kill, kill him. him. <laughs> Spit a big old wad of fucking on Murphy's foot. Murphy's like, now hold on a minute, Bass. Hold on. Come on. You know, my, they're, they're threatening me and my family. Well, they weren't. They were just saying he was going to go to prison. So they weren't threatening his family. Well. So now Murphy's lying. Well, Murphy denied any intention. (laughs) Murphy denied any intention of betraying Bass and said he would take the lead in any robbery Bass had planned and would be the first one in wherever they robbed. Bass and Barnes didn't believe him, decided that the liar had to be killed at once. At once. (laughs) Oh, Frankie Jackson, who was with him, uh, said he had known Murphy since he was a boy and believed that he was sincere and would stand by their side through thick and thin. Mm. Bass still didn't believe it and wanted Murphy dead. Jackson then said they could only kill Murphy if they killed him first. Oh, jeez. Admiring Jackson's courage and knowing the gang couldn't get along without him, Murphy's life was spared. Wow. They then decided to, they had to get out of the country and were going to rob a small bank on the way to Mexico. That's the old, that's the old, old gang right there. Which one's Murphy? Murphy. The guy pointing a gun at fucking... <laughs> <laughs> He's pointing a gun right at him. He probably looks like the leader. I mean, that looks like a leader, right? sitting down. The other guy's leaning. Looks like Dutch. That guy's sitting in a chair. Everybody else is kneeling. The gang left Denton in July of 1878. Bass being a cocky son of a bitch didn't try to hide it and rode to the public highway daylight. He was like, fuck this shit. We're fucking telling everybody where we're going. We're going this way <laughs> and we'll be on this route. In the daytime. At night, we will camp. <laughs> You'll see us by our fire. We're going to rob a train just north of Mexico. Then we're going to escape and live life. Maybe just, like, co- just like they did in that movie, The Chase. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. See? Uh, except there's no helicopters. No, no, well, no, no, no. 
the whole time they traveled, Bass and Barnes never took their eyes off Murphy. We're like, one of us got to keep their eye on him. <laughs> because they well, when I look left, you look right. Damn it, and we're switching. Right. Wait, left. Now you're confusing me. It's, it's like that scene in uh, it's like that scene in fucking uh, um, grown ups where they're like, we'll look. And then switch. And like, yeah. wait a minute. We all looking at the woods right now? <laughs> yes. Uh, they're like, fuck this. We got to keep an eye on them. They didn't trust this cocksucker. And still, they refused to talk or even fucking acknowledge this cocksucker was even there. Uh, they arrived in Waco, Texas and camped out for a few days, scouting the bank and saw that they had a lot of gold and money. Jackson wanted to rob it right away. But Bass was like, it's like, dude, the path of the bank to the outskirts of town being too crowded and far away. I mean, it's. It's not possible. Uh, I mean, we got to think of something a little better. I mean, I agree. We should probably rob it, but <laughs> we got to be smart about this. Smart. While at a saloon in Waco, Bass laid his last $20 gold coin mm-hmm. on the bar and said, there goes a 20 of the Union Pacific money, and damn little it has done for me. Mm. He's like, fuck it. This did nothing. But fucking nothing but trouble. <laughs> nothing but trouble. On their way out of Waco, they stole him mayor. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, look at that mayor. There's, things got to turn around. <laughs> Get that show, Mitch. <laughs> they stole a mayor from a farmer and were on their way to Round Rock. Uh, Round Rock, Texas, to rob the bank there. They're like, fuck this bank. Let's go to Round Rock. All right. All right. Get that mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Grab that mayor. Grab that mayor real quick. Grab that mayor. Well, at this time, General Jones was getting anxious because he hadn't heard from Murphy, not knowing that he was being watched so closely, so he had no chance to contact the general. Mm. What's the guy's name? Sam Elliott Mustache. Right. Yeah. Well, they stopped in Belton, an old, uh, they stopped in Belton, Texas, and an old extra pony they had after stealing the mare, they sold it to some fucking guy, but the buyer demanded a bill of sale since they were from out of town. Oh, no. But while Bass and Barnes were in the store writing the bill of sale, Murphy finally could get word to Jones. In the letter he wrote, we are on our way to Round Rock to rob the bank. For God's sake, be there to prevent it. Murphy managed to slip the letter in the mailbox just as Bass was coming out of the store. Oh, no. They made their way to Round Rock and stopped at the old town old town of Round Rock about a mile north of the new town. They camped for four days, unknowingly giving General Jones enough time to gather up rangers and head towards the gang. Jeez. Well, General Jones received Murphy's letter and was amazed how Bass was going to rob a bank 15 miles from the state capitol, <laughs> where the headquarters of the Frontier Battalion was. He was like, but he didn't want to rob Waco. Right. <laughs> That's, streets are a little too crowded. We'll just rob him from, uh, you know, where the fucking main right. army is. Yeah. The nearest ranger company to Round Rock was Company E, headed by Lieutenant Reynolds in San Saba, San Saba, 115 miles away. That's still 115 miles. Uh, it's probably a good day. On a road, I would say, with a horse. Jones told one of his men, Corporal Wilson, about the bank robbery and told him, I want you to leave at once and carry an order to Lieutenant Reynolds. It is 65 miles to Lampasasasas. <laughs> <laughs> and you can make that place early enough in the morning to catch the Lampasasasas and the Sasaba stage. <laughs> you must make that stage at all hazards. Since neither save. yourself nor your horse. Save neither. Save oh, neither yourself. Save neither yourself nor your horse, but get these orders to Lieutenant Reynolds as quickly as possible. Uh-oh. He's Uh-oh. like, dude, basically, put it all on the line, buddy. Anything you got to do. It's any. At, at, sh- you better shoot that damn horse if he right, breaks a at, leg. At uh, all means necessary. Well, he set off at nightfall under all means necessary and made mm. them pass by morning. <laughs> 
It was still 50 miles from there to San Saba, and it took all day to make the trip on the stage. So basically a day and a half to get there. Right. Well, when he got there, he rented a horse and went three miles, another three miles, to Lieutenant Reynolds' camp, delivered the orders. Meanwhile, General Jones went to the Ranger camp on Capitol grounds and ordered Rangers Ware, Connor, and Harold to head to Round Rock, put their horses in the livery, and stay hidden until they got there the next morning. Mm. Well, the next morning, Jones, an ex-Ranger slash Sheriff of Travis County, Morris Moore, arrived in Round Rock. Once there, he got Deputy Sheriff Grimes of Williamson County, who was also stationed at Round Rock. Oh, shit. He told Grimes of Bass's plan and told him to keep an eye out for strangers, but do not arrest them until the Rangers could arrive. Okay. Damn, dude. These guys are, like, going right into Shit, a... Shit's uh, fucking building up, dude. Yes. There needs to be, like... There needs to be, like, intense music fucking... Fucking Murphy. Fucking Murphy. Fucking Murphy, man. Uh, Murphy. That's He's the, just like fucking Ford. Just like Murphy from fucking, uh... Uh, Young Guns. And you know what happened to him? Well, it's probably based off the same guy, I would assume. You know what happened to him? I don't. I Murphy, Murphy got a bullet in his head. Well... Uh, back at San Saba, uh, Lieutenant Reynolds' message was delivered by Sergeant Neville. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The bastard. <laughs> El Pac. Bastard Sergeant. <laughs> the bastard Sergeant Pac Neville, <laughs> which said, Bass is at Round Rock. We must be there early as possible in the morning. Tomorrow. <laughs> Make a detail of eight men and select those that have the horses best able to make a fast run. And you... With them, report to me <laughs> here at my tent. Ready, ride in thirty minutes. <laughs> and you, them, me here. Ready, ride thirty. <laughs> you, me here, here, thirty minutes. He's like, he's like you and them. Report to him <laughs> in his tent well, and be ready to ride in thirty minutes. This is a letter from Lieutenant right. Reynolds. Right. So. He said, "Meet me in my tent in thirty minutes with the people, man." Which peeps? Uh, First Sergeant C. L. Neville. First Sergeant C.L. Neville, 2nd Sergeant Henry McGee, 2nd Corporal and Henry J- McGee, yes, I'm a Corporal, <laughs> J.B. Gillette, Gillette, the best a Corporal can get, <laughs> the best a Ranger can get, uh, Private Abe Angelin, and Private Dave Lingon, and Private Bill <laughs> Derrick, Legion, Lingon, uh, Private Bill Derrick, Private John R., and Private W.L. Bannister were selected for the detail. Uh, Reynolds ordered two of the best pack mules. He's like, give me your best mules. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're packed. <laughs> <laughs> I want the best pack mules. Oh, yeah, it's unpacked ones now. <laughs> well, pack them up. <laughs> and he hitched them to the light spring hack. What? He ordered two of the best pack mules hitched to a light spring hack. Because he was sick and could not travel on the horseback. Man, mm-hmm. this motherfucker's like, I'm going anyway. I'm going. I gotta. So get me a couple mules. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a hack. With a hack so I can ride in the back. Because <laughs> I can't ride on horseback. There you go. From the time Corporal <laughs> Wilson reached camp, the men were ready to ride in 30 minutes. Ooh. Uh, they left at sunset and traveled. It's actually a-, a long time. 30 minutes, really. They arrived there. They are basically ready. What kind of luggage do they have with them? It should have been like at least seven minutes. They're like, oh, we all here? Here's what we're going to do. All right, let's ride. Well, this guy just showed up from 115 miles away. Yeah, so he probably did at least that. Probably all lounging around and sit down know. and eat. Well, that and the guy had to get the pack muse. Okay. <laughs> Hitch him to the spring. Well, pack. I mean, <laughs> you know, he had to get, took, 
You had to get blankets and shit for the ride. It took a couple minutes there, right? (laughs) Well, they left at sunset and traveled in a fast trot the whole way there. They reached the vicinity of Round Rock about one in the afternoon the next day. Now, what's the difference between a trot and a fast trot and a slow trot? Because this isn't a trot, a trot, right? There's walk, trot, gallop. I think trotting is walking and horse speak. I think trotting is a... And gallop is... Right, so a fast trot is... Instead of fast walk, you know what I mean? I guess you do got fast walk, right? Mm. Speed walking. Speed walking. Yeah, like old people do. Like fucking, what's that wrestler's name? Santino Marello. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of like, I think they do it in the Golden Girls or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they reached the vicinity of Round Rock yeah. about one in the afternoon the next day, Friday, July 19th, 1878. Oh, man. The, ra- the Rangers camped at the river while a lieutenant rode into town to inform the general of their arrival. Mm, they're like, shit's about to go down, guys. They're like, what? What do you mean? Like, yeah. Well, the gang actually decided to rob the bank on Saturday. Uh-oh. Well, they ate dinner on Friday, set out to Round Rock to scout the bank and find a route to escape. Knowing that the Rangers were probably in town, Murphy said he was going to go to the stop at the store in Old Round Rock to buy corn because their horses were out of feed. Oh, I'm sure they were. This is old, old classic Round Rock. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Well, Bass, Barnes, and Jackson's rode into town and went to the store to buy some tobacco. I need some tobacco. They're like, I'm going to get some tobacco and probably go and see what kind of wenches we can check <laughs> out. They went into uh, Copperell's uh, general store, passing Deputy Moore as they walked in, like, Sheriff. Or deputy. Deputy. Uh, Moore told Deputy Grimes he thought one of them had a pistol. He's like, one of those guys got a pistol, I think. Grimes said he would go in to see him. Let me go check this out, you dumb <laughs> son of a bitch. I'll go see He approached Bass and said, I believe you have a pistol. To which Bass replied, yes, of course I have a pistol. <laughs> the robbers then pulled their guns and shot Grimes <gasps> dead on the sidewalk. They're no. like, yeah, I do. Go, see it? <laughs> see it? <laughs> Only one so fucking... <laughs> What's so bad about that? Uh, they're idiots. What the fuck are you dumbass? They're going to rob a bank now. They're just going to shoot a guy. Just because he said, I believe you have a pistol. Well, he knew he was the fucking right. uh, sheriff guy. So They then turned to Moore and they shot him in the lungs. And he was trying to draw his weapon. He was like, oh, dude. Smoke came out. You can't bleed with a hole in your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Ranger Dick Ware was like, I'm Ranger Dick. I'm Ranger Dick. Ranger Dick. Ranger Dick. He was in the barbershop. He's like, oh, shit. Calm down. He heard the gunshots. He's like, oh, no, not gunshots, no. <laughs> They're like, Ranger Dick, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, he came out, and he made his way to the gang, and one of their bullets whizzed past his head and hit the hitching post and threw splinters in his face. Mm. He didn't stop and then took to the three bandits single. Wow. And took on the three bandits single-handedly. He was like, fuck you, up!" <laughs> and he started, like, shaving cream on his face. <laughs> I have shaving face and, and shit. Six splinters sticking out like a board. Right, and, and one fucking uh, a suspender on the other one hanging, right? Because he yeah. got to hurt him. Get, yeah. 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 Well, General Jones ran from the telegraph office and joined in the fight with nothing but a small double-action pistol. Oh, no. Well, Rangers Connor and Harold joined in as well, and soon every man in town that had a gun joined in the fight oh, as shit. well. The three bandits reached their horses, but not before Barnes was shot and killed oh, at no, Jackson's Barnes. feet. Oh, Barnesy. Uh, Bass was wounded and couldn't mount his horse. As bullets flew from every direction, Jackson, Jackson held off the Rangers with his pistol in his right hand and helped Bass on his horse with the other. Bass. Bass. <laughs> helped Bass on his horse with the other. After mounting his horse, Jackson and Bass got the hell out of there, passing Murphy, who was standing in the doorway of the store in Old Round Rock. Murphy had noticed that Bass was pale and bleeding. Ooh, shit. Murphy's like... <laughs> Uh, the two came to a cemetery where they hid a rifle and left the road, and then became lost in the wilderness. Lieutenant Reynolds and Sergeant Neville and his rangers searched the area the following morning. After going the way that the bandits went, they came up on a man laying under a tree. 
When the man saw the rangers, he told them not to shoot and that he was Sam Bass, the man they had been looking for. He's like, I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who? Whoever you're looking for. Sam Bass? Yes. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Apparently, after entering the woods, Bass became sick from the blood loss and couldn't continue any longer. He's like, I can't. Just go. Jackson said, hey, man, I'm going to stay. I ain't going to leave you. These motherfuckers ain't no match for me. Bass replied, no, Frank, I'm done. Get the fuck out, dude. They're going to kill you. Ain't no sense both of us dying, right? Told Jackson tie his horse up near so he could escape if he felt better later. Just leave my horse here just just in case. Jackson did as he was told, and he was like, "I'll never forget you, Bass." And he was like, "I'm leaving." He's like, "I told you to." Like, I'm gonna leave. He's like, "Go." Are you sure? Like, yes, I'm leaving. Uh, and he was like, "Fuck it," leaving Bass to die there. Jackson rode off. He's like, "Fuck! What the fuck just happened?" The hell. Daylight came and Bass walked to a nearby house. As he approached, a lady saw him and ran away. Well, he yelled for her to stop, saying he only wanted water. He told her he would go lay under a tree if she would bring him something. Oh, no. <laughs> she brought him a cup of water, but he was far too gone to even drink it. He was found under the tree an hour later by the fucking uh, Reynolds guy. He had a bullet wound through the center of his left hand. The wound was given to him by old Dick Ware with that forty five caliber Colt long-barreled six-shooter. Well, they shot through his hand. Well, there's more. They shot the shot from Ware's pistol struck Bass's belt and cut two cartridges in pieces and entered his back above his right oh, hip. Oh no! Uh, the bullet mushroomed and tore his kidney apart. Bass would lay in excruciating pain and ripped his shirt in more than a hundred pieces to wipe blood off his body. Oh Jesus, good dying. Bass was taken to Round Rock to get medical attention, but died the next day, Sunday, the twenty-first of July, eighteen seventy-eight. Before he dies, Jones tried to get Bass to reveal others that had committed these crimes with him, saying, Sam, you have done much evil in this world. You only have a few hours to live. Now, while you have a chance to do the the state some good, please, please, you evil motherfucker, (laughs) tell me your associates. Tell me who they are, where they're at, and those violations of laws of your country. What what did you guys do? What did you do? (laughs) Uh, Sam said that he would not betray his friends and that if he was going to die, he might as well die with what he knew. And no one else would know but him. He said, I'm 27 years old, damn it. This is bullshit. I don't deserve this. <laughs> well, well, he does. Sam Bass was buried in the cemetery at Old Round Rock. A small monument was erected over his grave by his sister. His gravestone reads, Samuel Bass, born July 21st, 1851, Died July 21st, 1878 on his birthday. That motherfucker died on his birthday. A brave man reposes in death here. Why was he not true? Mm. It's a pretty nice little um, tombstone. Why was he not true? He was definitely brave. That's crazy. He's brave, but he wasn't true. That's crazy, bud. Mm. Are you heartbroken now? It why happens every I, time. Why do, it happens every time. <laughs> why do I always feel sad for the outlaw, for the outlaw criminal's death? Fucking bass, man. He's just trying to get along, man. He's trying to get by day to day. Well, Frank Jackson went back to Denton County and hung around hoping to get an opportunity to murder Murphy for betraying bass. He declared if he saw him, he would kill him, cut his head off, and carried away in a gunny sack. Ooh. Murphy also returned to Denton and learned that Jackson was hiding in Elm's Bottom, waiting to kill him. Oh, and, shit. Well, he asked the sheriff if he could stay at the jail for protection. While there, his eye became infected and he received drops to cure it. He was cautioned that the drops were highly poisonous. Well, Murphy drank the whole bottle and was dead in a couple hours. Oh, you idiot. He just couldn't live with the guilt mm-hmm. of what he had did to Bass. 
where Frank Jackson is said to escape to New Mexico and became a successful rancher where he died around 1930. Okay, well, well, as usual with any Wild West figures, there are a few things named after him as well as movies. There is a road named after him in Round Rock. Well, I mean, I guess. During Round Rock's Frontier Day celebration, there is a reenactment of the shootout. Always okay. one of them. Yep, you gotta have that. Roston, Texas celebrates Sam Bass Day annually on the third Saturday in July. Yeah. It's about about fifteenth, twenty seventh, I mean. Around there. Not even Yeah. Close. Several 20, movies and T shows. 20, maybe twenty first. Around there, yeah. Several movies and T V shows has been made about Sam Bass. Uh yeah. Of course. All in the fucking like fifties and shit, all, right. you know that era. Right. But most of this episode comes from a book written by James Buchanan Gillett. You might recognize that name, as he was actually one of the uh, yep. rangers that was uh, rounded up there. Uh, he was an author and a rancher as well. The story of Sam Bass was included in his book he wrote in 1921 called Six Years with the Texas Rangers." Uh, and as usual, if you want to hear anything else about anybody else in this episode, you can go to legendsofamerica.com, type in whoever you want, or just type mm. in this story, and you can click on whatever character's in it, and as well as a lot of other fucking interesting shit about the Wild West, if that's your thing, and I'm assuming it's your thing, yeah. listen to this. Yeah, so, Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Well, poor fucking, poor Sam Bass. Oh, poor Sam Bass. Look at him, he just wants to live with his <laughs> fucking weird hat. Only 20, he was a member of the 27 Club, man. He was mo- the most earliest member of the 27 Club. Maybe. I was, Probably not the earliest. I was, but, no, Billy Kidd was only like 17, 16. What? So, not the 27 say, Club. I was going to say, how old was Billy? He was young. Really, yeah. He was early 20s at least. I don't know about that. I think he was really a teenager still. Well, we'll figure that out when we get there, won't we? Right. But for now, this was all about Sam Bass. What a hell of an outlaw that was. What a sad ending to a... Uh... Next week is Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we could do one on Yosemite Sam. I'm sure he's got some exploits that are out there that right. we could read about. Mm-hmm. But that's not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably going to be about a town or a gang since we haven't done one of those in a couple episodes. Um Yeah. Monday Night Watchalongs, we're ramping up. Week 50, fucking five, probably by the time you hear this. We had a sports history that we just put out. We only got four more of those left. We're putting out more shows than new confirmed cases of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. We're fucking getting this shit. It's true. It's true. Oh, it's true. There's been a hundred or 500 and something thousand cases of coronavirus in the world. We put out 600,000 shows. Okay. Okay. I I got 500 mouses. (laughs) I got 500 houses with 500 mouses. Beyonce thinks I'm cute. Well, Beyonce, I think you're cute too. Compared to me, Jay-Z is lazy. (laughs) 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 If you want to go check out any of those 600,000 shows that we've done, go to mouthofmichiganders.podbean.com or check out the Mouth of Michiganders on any uh, podcast app that you've got out there for now. Stay safe, stay coronavirus free, and we are the Mountain Michiganders with Big Day! <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you.